We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas, at Nick Dayas 10, as you can find me. The gentleman to my right, back in the building for the third time. One of my favorite people out here in Vegas, repping a tremendous jersey, I got to say. <laughs> you always come prepared, bro. Now, now I feel like it's become a gimmick now. You're coming in with the jersey. Well, well no. Okay. So I'll, I'll take it all the way back to, uh, you know, my first show, which was with my brother, Jerome, um, Trash Talking with Legends. And so, uh, basically, um, I kind of was the fan. I, you know, Jerome was the pro, and then I was the fan. So, I always, as a fan, I would just bring out jerseys. Because I have, you know I mean, when jerseys was a thing, oh, I was fabulous on campus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had... You know, 4XL? Oh, oh, there... I, I can't rock them. I can't rock them anymore. <laughs> Dude, one of the worst... Oh, man. I regret it to this day. I used to, so my pops, our coffee truck in the city was at the NFL offices on 49th and Park Avenue. My dad's still there, but the NFL moved. Yeah. Dude, we, I used to get hooked up with jerseys. Oh. And I mean like the authentic shit. Yes, sir. Like the yes, stitch, sir. the ones that weighed like 12 pounds, That's, right? Yes, yes. But dude, when I was, I was in junior high school, so I was like 12, 13, like around there. This was the 4XL era. <laughs> so I would get football jerseys that were size like-, like 60. 60, yeah. <laughs> Bro, it was so bad, dude. And they would come down to like... like They're skirts. Yo, yeah. Legit skirts. Well, okay. Dresses to go to sleep. The, the one <laughs> thing I will say on, on the old school joints, you got to also remember, we used to clip our phones and our two ways to our, our, our waist. And then so you would let you. Would that's eat. how I would like kind of curtain it. I yeah. would like drape it around. <laughs> you would tuck it in and have it. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so that's that was where it started. And then, you know, now that every time I see you, you're always like, oh, my God, you're bringing it out. I'm like, I, I, I can't. You can't catch me on just a throw a jersey one day. I got to, like, put it together and actually try. I'm leaving for, for New York tonight. So at the time that everyone hears this, it'll be I'll, I'll be in New York. And I was going to wear my 
my Raptors Vince Carter jersey. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Purple dinosaur? Yeah. Oh. What do you mean? Uh, that's, that's so nice. Jersey. No, oh, it's so okay. nice. I was that's about so to nice. say, I was about to no. stop this podcast if no. you were going to act up. <laughs> no, li no, literally, because remember in the Jersey Jam that we had, yeah. I was sad that that one went out because when that one went out, I was like, I wouldn't have been mad if that one made it to the Final Four. Yo, listen, I banged with you. When that went out, I stopped voting. <laughs> I can't do this. I understand. I was I understand. like, yo, this is, this is despicable. Like, how can we have this happen? <laughs> I, and I think it lost to, like, I think it lost to the champion. I think it lost to Charles Barkley. So that was, like, kind of a toss-up. All right, you know what? Both right, were that's purple. A, that's yeah, a good. Man. That's a good one to lose to. It shouldn't have, but you know you can't. You can't always get what you want. Case Rasserat. <laughs> I want to start this pod before we get into the NBA playoffs and do some previews. I want to preface that we're recording this prior to us knowing the matchups for the one eight seeds. We don't know who Denver is playing. We don't know who Milwaukee is playing. So I just want you to take that with a grain of salt as we're doing a breakdown. But we'll get to those two teams in a little bit. I want to start this conversation putting a bow on the regular season. And the most coveted award is the MVP award. I feel like, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I feel like the MVP became a big talking point when the Golden State Warriors Cavs were in the finals. Remember they went to the finals four straight years? Yes, yes. And a of lot of people, a lot of people were saying, and it was most mostly casuals, but even pundits were saying, why watch the regular season? We know what's going to be the finals, right? Yes. It was the only team in my life, Josh, that I've seen that was a minus favorite to win a championship. Like when they got Durant that first year that they got Durant, yeah. they were minus 160. Dude, you never see that. Like That's insane. Even, even a Super Bowl favorite or an NBA favorite, you'll get like plus 220, plus 300. And you're talking about like the top dog. Yeah. But to see a negative number there, a minus, it's like, holy shit, they ended up winning the finals. They were right. Yeah. But the reason why I'm bringing up this story is because, and I could be wrong, I feel like Dude, after 10 games, it's like, who's the MVP? After 20 games, it's who's the MVP? And I feel like those conversations became more and more prevalent when it was the 2015 to 2019 Cavs-Warriors run. I, I feel like you're right. I think um, another side of that, too, would be when uh, I think the first year when I think it was 97, when Carl Malone beat out Michael. And it was like, oh, well, you know, the jazz, because it, it was, it was, there, we always, and I know we're going to get into this, there's always voter fatigue. Mm. And it's like, well, we can't just keep giving it to the best player. Like, maybe we need to give it to the best guy that's having the best year this year. And um, I mean, I think there's something to be said about that, especially now, because in an era when, you know, we all were saying, okay, Jordan's the best, Jordan's the most valuable. Um, they kind of, they, they calmed him down. So, you know, whether it was in 93 with Charles or in 97 with, with Carl, it always was something that they calmed down. But I think you're right in terms of we're, we're talking about it week two in the season. Week two in the season, it was Luka. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, oh, this is the year Luka's going to yeah. win. Then it you was Tatum for a little. Yes, for, for a good stretch for a it was good Tatum. Stretch, yeah. Tatum had a nice oh, little run. I bet him to win MVP. I was following that. Back-to-back <laughs> yeah. -back years, I'm taking losses on. And then he wins All-Star MVP. And everyone in the Discord... That's a member of the Patreon, a cheap plug. You get access to the Discord. They're all like, yo, bro, you were right about him being uh, an all-star. And I was like, oh, my God. MVP, I mean. I yeah. was like, yeah, it was the wrong one. <laughs> Not the one that, Not the one that would have paid. Money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. You know what I mean? But I, I think that, you know, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's good analysis because 
it did start then when it was like, you know, what is it going to be LeBron's year? Is it going to be Steph's year? Because they were obviously head and shoulders above everyone else. And the teams were clear cut. Yes. We knew we knew the finals in, yeah. in November. Yeah. This year, and I know we're going to talk about it, I have zero clue. Yeah. No clue at all who the finals or who the champion is going to be. I have no idea. You brought up voter fatigue. Dude, there, there are not many things in sports that drive me up a wall more than that. Yeah. That phrase, voter fatigue. This idea that a dude can't win MVP because he's just won it back-to-back years or he recently won it. Yeah. It's a crock of shit, dude. Uh, well, okay. I, I think that it is. I think that it is. You're why not, you're not just, wrong. Why can't we just give it to the dude that's having the best season? Like, why is it because... Why there have to be all these extra stipulations? Yeah, why? Yeah. Because, oh, I've won it back-to-back. I can't win it now. Like, that's not the, my year. Bro, if, I, if I've been the best player that, that season, I'm the MVP. Yeah. Point blank period. That's it. To me, the MVP this year is going to be Joel Embiid. I think he's going to win it. I pray. My vote would be for Giannis. Yeah. Why is it a bad idea or a bad call to give it to Giannis? I don't think that it is. Um, I will say, when you look at his other two MVP seasons, this is a down, a down year. You know what I'm saying? In terms of his statistical numbers. So that's the only argument against Giannis that I could really give you because, um, you know, when you look at the numbers, he's, he's a few points down. His rebounds are down a little bit. But him as an overall player, he's continuing to evolve, continuing to get better. Um, but as far as voter fatigue, I think it really just becomes it becomes down to the precedent that's already been set. You know what I mean? Larry Bird won it three years in a row. So and and you know I was talking to you uh, before we got on. You know Demarcus Cousins, uh, KG on KG's podcast, KG Certified was saying how you know I'm not prepared to say that Jokic is a goat. And when you give him three in a row, that's you're essentially that what you're saying. You're saying he is one of the greatest players ever. And I don't know if we can really say that he's a very, very good player, but to make him MVP, even though he's probably having a better season than his MVP years, it, 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 there's something to be said with that. That's my only argument. Because think about this. It's only happened three times in history. Larry right. Bird, Russell, and Chamberlain that have won three MVPs in a row. That's the list. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you're walking with absolute greatness if it happens. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. And... I was talking to you about this before we started recording, and I do want to bring it up again because it got you it got you pretty bricked up and you were hyped about this question. But when you look at the last say, say, because it's gonna either be Jokic and Beat or Giannis, right? It's gonna be one of those three. Yeah. So whoever it is, the last this five year stretch of the NBA, it's been Giannis twice, Jokic twice, and now either Embiid, Giannis, or Jokic. And I asked you, like, dude, when you look back at this five year stretch. Because I like doing this. Anytime one of my one of my buddies, shout out to Stefan. He's been on the pod way back in the day, and he was the captain of our football team when I was playing. And I would always say, yo, Pat Mahomes, this five-year run he's been on yeah. is, is goaded. Like, no one's ever had a run like that. He's like, yo, bro, Rodgers from like 2010 to 2015 was a problem. A problem. Yeah. MVPs won a Super Bowl top seed. 
So I always like looking at things in five-year increments sometimes because it's hard for you to, it's rare for you to do some New England shit where you're dominant for so long. And we'll get to the Warriors in a little bit. Like this core of, of the Warriors is out of control also. <laughs> but to me, when you look back, would this, would this define this era of basketball? Uh, Those three guys? I, I wouldn't think so. You know I mean? would think immediately, I would think Giannis for sure. Yes. Would be in that. Yes. I now, think LeBron still and KD. Yeah. And then I throw Curry in there too. I Cur mean, you'd have to throw Curry a little bit, but this, this five-year increment, Curry's only won one because he's been hurt. The whole, you know, the, we talk about Golden State, Golden State's been hurt. So out of those, out of those guys that you mentioned, um, you know, this, and this is an era where we always talk about there are no big men, mm. but the big men keep winning. You know what I mean? Like, but these are basically the only three, truthfully, if you really want to talk about big men. So they're giving big men a chance to shine, but it's kind of a different version, I would say, than the big men, you know, that you mentioned before, Chamberlain, you know, Russell, those guys. With Giannis, and I want to make the case for Giannis to be MVP because I have his three seasons here. Yes. Well, the, the two previous that he won the MVP, so in 18-19 and then 19-20. I have his stats, and then I have this year. 32 points per game this year. Mm -hmm. That's more than his 2019-2020 season, and it's .6 off what his first MVP was. Rebounds, two rebounds less, assists around the same. Points per game, more points per game. Excuse me. Yeah, more points per game this one. It was minutes per game that I was looking at before, so I apologize oh, okay. for that. No, no, so he's averaging 31.1 points per game this year. 58 and 24. They're the one seed. I'm a historian in the sense of, yo, you got to be a top three seed to win the MVP. Should be. You should be. Well, I did not mind the year they gave it to Russ. Oh, I did. Really? See, see yeah. that year for me? I was me? also financially invested in and, and <laughs> the other side. <laughs> beating the drum on James Harden to be MVP. And everyone listening to this is like, oh, yo, Lamb, just fucking let it go, bro. <laughs> but I didn't like that one either, dude, because Harden, Harden was like 81 rebounds away from averaging a triple-double also. Yeah. He was putting up monster stats. And they also won eight more games than they did. So it's a regular season award, right? So... They're 58 and 24. They're the one seed. They were the one seed all those other years. And I think this is his best season to date because he barely had Middleton. No, that's fair. That that part. How many teams, bro, you take away your the, number, the number two, two or yeah. three guy? Because Drew, I think, I think Drew has surpassed them as the number two. Yeah. And Middleton is like number three. But you take away a top three guy off any team, there's gonna be a drop-off. And Giannis kept them. Afloat. Afloat and super afloat. They're the one seed. I think the one thing that's going to go against Giannis the most is that when he's he won went, it before. Well, no, not that. When he <laughs> went down, remember when he went down, they kept winning too. Oh, good. Remember you know that? Good In point. December, when good he point. was down for like two weeks, two and a half weeks or something with that knee, they kept winning. So it's like they got a good team around him as well. Now, granted, yes, you're 100% on the mark. With Middleton, because Middleton was in and out of the lineup the entire season, um, they they were able to keep it afloat even without Giannis as well. So no Giannis, no Middleton, and they kept winning. So that's the only that's the only rub I would give you outside of he's already won it. Um, and for me, I look, I feel like Embiid could have won it on Jokic one of these last two years as well. Very fair. And hasn't. So you know, it's it, for him to keep coming back. 
Because, you know, a lot of times these guys will have an MVP type season, not win it. And then it's like they come back to the median. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they come back to the middle. That was like um, an outlier when you yes, look back at it as yes. opposed to this is really who he is. Exactly. And Embiid is, I mean, leading the league in scoring as a center in today's age. That's saying a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And also to give you more credit to picking Embiid, if he is out for the Sixers, it's a wrap. Over. <laughs> like it's, it's, Over. It is quiet for them, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And look, Giannis, Giannis played 63 games. If you're listening to this and you're saying, well, he didn't play enough. In 2019, 2020, he also played 63 games. Fair enough. So I think nowadays, the one year Jokic won it, I think he won it because he played 81 games. That's right. Or he might have played all of them. He might have. And that was the definitive distinction between them. My where question. you looked and you're saying, oh, well, this guy played 60. He played yeah. all of them. Do you, do you think that that's a fair assessment? Because I think I, I want to say in the new CBA, they're basically putting some like game, yeah. you know, game markers in there in terms of the, the final for season you, awards. So for you to be eligible for a season award, all NBA, you have to be, I believe the number is 65, I saw. Okay. You have okay. to play at least 65 games. So... He wouldn't be eligible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If 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 that was the case. So, I mean, there's something to be said about I did it for the full 82 or I did it for 80 or 75 and you did it for 50 and you over here ramping and raving about I'm the best. It's like, well, my guy, you 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 missed you missed 20 plus games. Like there's no guarantee that you would have kept that output for all of those games. Now, granted, you probably might. But at the same time, we don't know. I think that's exactly the the difference there where it's the output of an extra 20 games. Like, dude, I talk about sometimes to like piss off some of my friends. I'm like, yo, Victor Cruz is a hall of famer. Right. <laughs> and they like bug out. I don't believe that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we're talking about like the duration thing, right? Like yeah. he didn't do it for a decade plus, but man, those three years, that three to four years, he was he the was, most elite wide receiver. Yeah, he was salsa in every Out the slot. Like yeah. he opened up a ton of shit. But For I do sure. it just a troll. I don't. I, I don't. I don't believe that. But that's the thing where just because Terrell Davis, what did he play six years? But he was he was elite. The guy. I feel like it was more than six, but. But you're you're not off. I mean, but T.O., I'm T.O., T.D. did get into the, he got in the Hall of Fame. But he got in off the strength of a 2,000-yard season, off of also having an MVP. I think if you, if you have that, like, little burst, if you get Super Bowls and you get personal accolades in that burst, you got a shot. Now, granted, I don't think you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think you can still get in because you do have the personal accolades, too. Terrell Davis played seven years in the league, <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Of the seven. Of the seven. He had four straight thousand yard seasons. Yep. One was 1,700 yards. The other was 1,500 yards. And he had the 2,000 yards. Yeah. And then after that, 211 yards, 282 yards, 700 yards. Retired. Done. <laughs> but those, those four years, bro, you're yeah. talking about, holy shit. If he was a running back now. Yeah. They would have ran his ass to the ground Damn. on that rookie contract. And he wouldn't get no money. And he wouldn't get no money, bro. That's, that's, look, to, to what we talked about the last yeah. time I was in here, you know, they, wow, that's, that's tough. That's really, really tough. So this idea that because you played 60 games and I played 80, I think if our numbers, if we're both averaging 30 a game, yeah. 
Both our teams won 60 games. I have, you know, I get eight more rebounds than you because I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm seven foot two. I'm the center of my team, but you get, you lead the league in assists. I think that's the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker should go to the guy that's played more games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, to your Only point. Only if the numbers are, are equal. Are close. Yeah. Fair. Fair. If they're not close and I'm blowing you out, I might get it with the less with the less amount of games. Yeah. Because your I mean, impact was bigger. Yeah. In my games. In, in my, games, in my games, I was, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I ultimately think that Embiid wins MVP. I mean, in some places you can't even bet on it because, you know, what's funny is in New York State, you're not allowed to bet on awards that could be voted on. Okay. It was a loophole that went down for sports betting to get legislated in New York State. So Super Bowl MVP, NBA MVP, um, finals MVP, anything that has a public vote to it or a media vote to it you can't in new york really weird i i, I think oh. it was something that they implemented in order to allow it to happen but when That's i such went a to, weird quirky rule dude when i wanted to bet on cooper cup to win the super bowl mvp sure. last year which I, I shot a video and i that was my legit pick i had to drive into jersey to go and make that bet but you got it done got it done baby shout out to cooper cup <laughs> And you, one. What and a you terrible won. line that was. What a terrible line that was. Let's pivot into the playoffs. All right. I'm going to start with the Western Conference. What series would you like to start with? Man, look, we can start with, uh, with uh, Uncle Shay Shay and, uh, versus uh, Papa Morant. We can, we, can, we can start with that one. That one, that one I think, is going to be, uh, you know, if there was ever a series of a 2-7 where there's going to be electricity, it's that one. Dude, I'm glad that you brought that up because in LeBron James's 20 seasons in the NBA, there's the first time he's been a series underdog in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. Right now, the Lakers are plus 120 to Memphis's minus 108. Consensus. Consensus across the board. In LeBron's 15 total first-round series in his career, he is 14-1. and one. His only loss coming to the Suns in 2021, where the Lakers were actually the favorite as the seventh seed against the Suns. That ended up going... No, they lost second round. They lost, lost second, second round. round to the Mavs. That's right. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was 2020 when they played the Bucks. Yep, yep. So you got some history on your side if you're going... For the Lakers and LeBron, I mean, look, they were uh, they were one and two against the Lakers. The Grizzlies were this year, so okay. I'm happy you brought that up because it was going to be in my notes. Okay, <laughs> I in the past those kind of numbers, regular season matchups would mean a lot more to me than they do now, bro. That's we fair. don't know who played. That's we that's, don't know who played. We don't know. I we have to go back and and, and, and really look. actually look yeah. at this box scores because it doesn't matter who's like, playing now. Yeah, was it was it when Job was on this little hiatus from Memphis? Was it when LeBron was down? Like we don't know. Was it before they made all these moves with like D'Angelo Russell and Vanderbilt and all these yeah. guys that they brought in that helped elevate them to to get into the playoffs? So it's fair, dude. One of uh, 
oh, and I wish I was creating content back then, but I didn't even know what a podcast was in 2007. <laughs> you remember when the Mavericks were the one seed? Yes. And yes. they lost to the, to, the, to the Warriors. The We Believe Warriors. The we Believe Warriors. Yo, I told my pops, I was like, dude, I want to bet the Warriors to win the series. And he's like, ah, what are you talking about? They're the one seed. They're not going to do it. I'm like, dude, they beat them three out of four games. Yeah. And they were like, Thumping them, thumping like them. They were beating the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron Davis and those boys in Golden State. Steven Jackson. So Al when Harrington. they played, my I kept bugging my dad, and they were nine to one to win that series. And I told my dad, I was like, dude, can you just throw like 50 bucks for me? He's like, ah, whatever. They end up winning. He was like, holy shit. I was like, yo, I'm telling you, man, in the regular season, they were just beating them. Yeah. And that was when the Mavs were the one seed. Dirk won MVP. Got got his MVP in a press conference because uh, they do the MVP in the second round. <laughs> yeah, they thought that he would be there. <laughs> but, yo, I, that's what, like, it was such a mismatch, right? But then you were able to actually look at the regular season because guys weren't sitting then. The yes. only team that was doing that was San Antonio. Yes. And they were getting a pass because it's the Spurs way. This is what they do. They know they're going to be there in the playoffs. Their no team's kind of old. Yeah. Their guys need some extra time. Yeah. Which they weren't really old at the time. It was like one guy was really old. Tim, every, Tim, yeah. Tim was like 40 already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else was like, I'll take the rest. Yeah. When Tim was in college, he was 40 years old. Like <laughs> he's the, old, the oldest dude ever. But the, the reason why I bring all this stuff up is because I really feel like, you know, when we get to Golden State, massive win-loss ratio to the Kings. But we don't know who was in, who was out. Shoot, so it's fair. it's always something that's a pet peeve. But continue, man. I know I kind of cut you no, off. No, no, no. I mean, look, I think, I think that that series is really going to come down to, like you said, um, because now, you know, no Steven Adams. So talking about the previous games, okay, well, Steven Adams has been out since January, so all right, how are we going to keep that moving forward if we don't have Steven Adams uh, to deal with, with this length and height on uh, the L.A. side? Um, I think the series really just comes down to Anthony Davis. We always talk about it. Mr. Glass, what's he going to do? If he shows up, they win. If he's kind of in between some games, some games, Memphis, Memphis is going to give them problems. You know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, who's stopping John Morant? Yeah. That's the other side of it, you know? It's funny because I feel like who's stopping Ja is the main talking point for the Lakers. And then for Memphis, I really think it's who's going to stop AD because, yeah, they got Triple J over there. Yeah. But, yo, he tends to pick up fouls, like really silly fouls, and he gets in foul trouble often. And now that you don't have Steven Adams, that's you don't have a problem. You don't have bodies to throw at him. Yeah. So if Anthony Davis does anything, they're going to be in trouble. If he's half-stepping, then it's going to be a pretty solid series going the Memphis way. So. That's, that's my feeling on it. And, yo, we've seen Anthony Davis in the past just completely take the soul from someone that's going up against him, dude. Like, yeah. remember when the Blazers were the three oh, seed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was on the Pelicans, and yeah. they went in there, and, bro, he was getting, like, 38 and 15 <laughs> every night. Dude, I remember I was playing Daily Fantasy at the time, and I was just, whatever his salary was, like $12,000, like, put him in there. Put, He's put it in the, it's, it's in the cap. We, we've got room. Between that and what Drew Holiday did to that backcourt, God. Yeah, that Man, was that was bro. a good series. That was a good series. That was a good series. Not if you're a Blazers fan, because <laughs> it made you wonder if Dame and CJ are worth 30 million apiece. That's what that was doing. Oh, what do you make of the Lakers, though? Because I feel as if there's they're getting a lot of momentum. The road for that man is not that difficult. That's 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 my part. 
That's my point on it. Because if they win, then okay, now you've got to play, you know, the Warriors or you got to play the Kings in the second round. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, the the West, like like we talked about before briefly, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, like literally, I can give you a better idea once we get to the second round. When we get to the second round, I'll know. I'll have I'll know who I who I think at that point. But this first round, it's literally the Hunger Games. I have no idea. <laughs> Because someone's going to get whacked. Someone's going to get lopped off um, that, you know, had a great season and you thought they were going to do something and then, yeah, it's over. Also, I just had here in my notes that I forgot to mention, Brandon Clark is out for Memphis too. So that's two big bodies. Yeah. And what they would do is when they would go small, they'd have Clark and Jaron Jackson as like your 5-4 and then the enforcer would be Adams. So oftentimes they take Adams off the floor. But in a matchup like this, man, AD is going to be, and even LeBron too. And I think what was cool is I was watching that game yesterday, the playing game, and Austin Reeves closing out minutes for them. Yeah. Crunch time. Big uh, Schroeder too. Just Hachimura. Like these guys are, now they're getting battle tested and they got a guy who's been there, done that. He's seen it all. Yeah. If there's anyone that's going to be able to keep these dudes under control and tell them like, yo, we're going to be fine. Don't worry about the noise, the crowd noise. Yeah, they're, they're excited now. One 7-0 run, they'll quiet down. Yeah. You have LeBron in your corner. This is... The Lakers get by this, dude. I think they're only going to build more and more confidence. But the biggest concern I have, because I've been staring at their odds to win the whole thing. Yeah. Can they stay healthy for two more months? Because that's basically what it would take. That's what you're betting. That's what you're betting. Because if they are, bro, like I was uh, watching the game yesterday. I'm like, damn, dude, they still got LeBron and AD. Like in the end of the day, for as wacky as this season has been and for the age, whatever it might be. They still got Braun and AD, bro. It's like two of the best 10 guys in the league. And on any given night, they could be the best guy on the floor. That's right. To this day. Yeah. Not even a question. Um, I mean, I know we're going to jump around too. You know, if it comes down to it, the the Lakers to me, you know, if anybody has a has a chance from from way down and, you know, that that bubble play-in area, it, it's them. They They have... They have everything that it takes to win a title. Um, they just have not proven it, in, you know, any kind of consistently over, over the uh, course of the season. If the Lakers do close out as underdogs to the Grizzlies, it'll be 11 series in LeBron's career that he's been an underdog. Le- LeBron-led teams are 4-6 and six straight up, but he's 3-3 three and three against all other teams not named the Warriors. So... He can lose. Yeah. It's could win also too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a decent bet. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think this series plays out? Uh, like I said, I think I think it really just comes down to the two players from both sides are John Morant and uh and Anthony Davis. Because we know what LeBron's gonna do. Um, you know, and, and then we also know John Morant's gonna have a game where he puts him on the back on his back and they he wins the game essentially. Um, but consistently what he does and then consistently what Anthony Davis does, that's going to be, you know, the marker for, uh, for who wins the series. I'm going to take the Lakers in six. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I think I, the two guys missing for Memphis is going to be ultimately their demise. I think, um, I think if, if, if Memphis wins game one, if they win that first game and they set a tone, I think they get them in six. If they lose game one, 
it's going to go six or seven, and then it's just going to depend on, you know what I mean, who wins where and when it happens and all that kind of stuff, momentum. Um, but if they can win game one and set a tone, like not like, oh, we win by three and it was it was tight. Like a dominant performance? Yeah, like about? if they win by eight or more game one, they'll win, they'll win in five or six. Kings versus Warriors. Remember how before I was talking about breaking down the NBA or any sport in five-year increments? Yeah. Warriors NBA playoff resume under Steve Kerr. Four titles. This is the wildest one. 22-2 and two in series. Jesus Christ. And, and both been, were in the finals. And both were in the finals. Holy smokes. So... Basically, wow. When this core makes the playoffs, if they win that first series, <laughs> they're, He's strapping. They're, they're going to the finals. And wow. this was another number I was looking at a couple weeks ago when they fell out of like the top six yeah. briefly. Sure, and I was like, sure. holy shit, they're going to be in a playing game. They're plus 950 to win the finals. Got Wiggins back. They've earned, and I don't know how you are with this, but there are some teams that, man, regular season just don't matter. Championship medal. Championship They've earned medal. the right to just breeze through the regular season, and we've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Bro, they've lost two series, and both have been in the finals. No, this that's, four. that's a stat. I did not, thinking back, you're right, because the other years they were hurt. And they didn't. They, you know didn't make the playoffs. they They were. They were lottery. Yeah. Truthfully, so it, when they make the playoffs, they have won, by and large, twenty-two and two. Good God, that they've is. Won a, they've won a road game in all twenty-four series, so <laughs> that shit don't matter to them. They go, and the reason why I bring that up is because they've they're been on the abysmal road. on the road too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they've been awful on the road. I think they're like two and twenty-eight or whatever it comes. Oh wow, not, not two, not two, like ten and like yeah. twenty-eight or something like that. It's it's bad. Wow, they're okay. really bad on the road, but. Yo, they've earned they've earned the right, dude. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. How New England all those years? You don't want to play them. You don't want to play them, and you didn't care. San Antonio, the same thing. It's like, yo, we've seen these teams when it matters most, they lock in. That was wild to me when I saw that twenty two and two, and I'm like, yo, what were the two series? And then I'm saying to myself, <laughs> holy shit, it was the two times I lost in the finals. Raptors, uh, and the Cavs. Cavs. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Those are the only series that them two, that's crazy, have lost. So. This series, though, I mean, story of the year has to be the, the Kings from Yo, a regular season standpoint. Dude, uh, 250 to one to win their division. How crazy that is. Wow, that was a great bet. Yeah. Good Lord. That's a fantastic bet. Who would have thought? This is the first time in NBA history that all four California teams are in the playoffs. That was wild to me. I couldn't believe that. Huh. At the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because think about it. The Clippers would have usually jacked that up. Yeah. Because think and about it. And then the Kings haven't been in it for 15 plus years. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, I, I've, I've said this for years now. The NBA is getting old and the teams that prepared for the winner with all the losing and like we saw it this year, you know, OKC starting to look a little bit better, you know, and they had their guys hurt this year. The Kings, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is like, oh, man, you got to take the Kings a little bit more serious. Like, those teams, you know, this is going to be kind of the end of this generation over the next year or two, I think, with LeBron, Steph, 
those guys are going to to basically tap out. But the teams that have prepared and really have good young cores outside of Houston, obviously, um, I think Detroit is another one that's kind of going to be on the on the precipice soon as well. Dude, um, real quick, it'd be dope if Wemby went there. No, he needs to go to the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't lose I didn't lose all this these games for nothing, Nick. No, <laughs> I forgot you're a Wizards fan. Wimby come Wimby to DC. <laughs> yeah, Detroit would be dope though, man. Yeah, they have no, a they nice, would. They have a nice young core there. They would. They but would. yo, check this out. I got the numbers here in front of me. Warriors at home, thirty three and eight, <laughs> third best home record in the NBA. On the road, eleven and thirty. Fourth worst away record wow. in the NBA. 11 and 30, bro. Yeah. I said like 10 and 20. You said, you said 10. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, wow. So they were trash. They year. were really bad. And they don't have home court. And of all the playoff series, and, and I love MSG. I love my New Yorkers. I love Knicks fans. I think the most hostile environment in the playoffs is going to be Sacramento. Bro, they haven't had it in they haven't had it a long time. Those fans are yeah, those fans are gonna be like it's, Arco. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Arco back. <laughs> it's gonna feel like a Duke UNC game. Just the yeah. atmosphere is gonna be rampant. Hey, that's look, they gotta win. I think if anybody doesn't have to win game one, it would be them. Just because they know what it's gonna take to win four. Oh, you're talking about Golden State. Golden State oh, so, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, I agree with you. Because yeah. I thought you were talking about Sacramento. Because I think if Sacramento loses game one. It's a wrap. They might get swept. I don't think they'd get swept. And honestly, it probably would go six. Because they, it would, yeah, like, it, it's so interesting. These, these playoff series are so interesting. But they all have a narrative. They all have their own story. You know what I'm saying? And to your point, if they lose game one, you know, they can't lose game two. So, but if they lose game two, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> if they lose game one and two, it's, yeah, it's not looking good. You're, you're, on, you're on borrowed time and you've got babies that have never done it. So, you know what I mean? Really young, really young core. Yeah. One of the youngest cores in the playoffs right now. They've overachieved. That's why I think game one for them is massive because if they yeah. go in there and Golden State just goes bananas from three and they beat them by like 20. Because, yo, I don't know if you've noticed, the last couple of years in the playoffs, it's either been a one possession game or a 20 point loss. Like there's no seven or eight point difference. It's, and a lot of it has to do with the three point shot. Yeah. Cause if you just get hot that night, it's a wrap and it's the best and worst thing about basketball now, because if your team is down 20 at halftime, you still got a chance. Yeah. 10 years ago, even it was, Oh, it's a wrap. Let's Game's watch something over. else. Game's but over. now it's bro. It, you just go, you know, four for five from three, and before you know it, it's single digits. I mean, look, and the worst part to that to that to that point is uh it could be down nine with like two minutes left. And you're still like with bated breath, like, look, man, run this thing out. Like you don't know because these guys, like you said, all it takes is two threes, two threes, and we're we're right back cooking with gas. So yeah, it's I, that is something I do not like about the NBA now as well, because they take so many bad shots. Both sides. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Harrison Barnes revenge? <laughs> uh, look, you know what? Harrison Barnes got his money. He did, yeah. He got his money. So I don't think, he, I don't think he's upset. You know what I mean? Um, 
<laughs> that is interesting. I forgot, I forgot about the Barnes connection. That's true. That is true. How do you think this series plays out? I, I'm having difficulty not picking Golden State. Some numbers here from a betting perspective that is really outrageous. This is going to be only the seventh time since 1990 that the three seed in a 3-6 matchup is the underdog. Wow. And this is also, based on what it is right now, the Warriors are minus 275. The Kings are plus 225. They would be the biggest three-seed dog dog since 1990. Wow. I, but think about it. Think about it, Nick. You know what I mean? Like, over the last 30 years, this this... First off, former champions, you know, if you think about it like this, okay, the Bulls, the Rockets, you know, all the 90s teams, they didn't go into the playoffs the next year on a slump. You know, Michael was always the one or the two. Once he started winning, he was the one or the two. So it was never like, oh, they're going to be an underdog because it was like, you know, they were the champion. This is a this is a one-year turnaround. They were just champions. So to go from champion to the sixth seed, yeah, they, there's still some, you got to give them some grace and you got to give them, you know, their due. Like they, they had a, they had a kind of, you know, laissez-faire year. Yeah. And then Wiggins, you know, with the dad or baby mama or baby mama cheating and all that stuff. What a story. Um, yeah, that's a story. I got that clip coming. That, that, <laughs> that clip, that clip is, is coming up hot. But um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, so, so there's, there's a little bit more context to that three, six. When you really peel it back, it doesn't happen where the champion really is in this position. The form, you know, the returning champion. So, um, for me in that series, you know, it's look, Golden State, Wiggins, Wiggins. If Wiggins comes back and he's looking how he did last year's playoff run, bro, he was their second best player. Yeah, not even a question. Yeah, not even a question because we were saying, hey, Clay's starting to starting to you know fall back to you know maybe he's aging. But now, I mean, Clay had a great year, 300, 300 threes. I didn't see that until I didn't realize that until uh, this past week. He like he's had a good year. Yeah. So they could be a very, very dangerous out. And yo, it's the experience, and it's like yo, there, there's levels to this shit, right? Yeah, a thousand percent. Think about it. They've lost two series only. That, that, that stat is. I'm 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 bringing that stat up on my show. That's yeah. actually that is absolutely phenomenal. I did not realize. And they've that. earned they've earned the right to be able to be loose throughout the regular season. And now they got Wiggins back too. He'll be back for game one. And I think crunch time. They know what they're getting, and this is a massive step up if you're the Kings. Yeah. I would like for the Kings not to get swept. Yeah. If they can make it a, a six-game series and they lose, and one of those games that they lose, they dropped in overtime or something like that, it sure. would be very compelling for them to build off next year because they got a lot of cool pieces, man. And look, listen, and then also, they're not getting old. Right. They're young. They, they like return, we said, they're one of the youngest teams in the playoffs right now. They return next year with the same young crew with more hunger. Now we believe, we believe we can do it. You know, um, uh, Coach Mike, now his message is, is even hitting a little harder because now it's like, hey, look, you guys have you guys seen that this is the road. And, what? oh, that's, that's something we didn't think about either, the coaching. He coached, he coached all those players. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think about Mike Brown. Mike Brown was the coach for the Warriors. So that's, that's actually, a, this is going to be a really compelling series. I'll say that.
It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun, especially with the Kings fans finally getting a playoff berth, too. And you got the, the grizzled vets and these young bucks that are coming in, even though a lot of these guys have been in the league for a minute now, too. But still, from a playoff standpoint, it is new territory for them. thousand percent. <laughs> this series coming up, Suns versus the Clippers. Man, what a rough, what a rough one for the Clippers, dude. Paul I, George. Ah, oh, man. Terrible timing. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this. And uh, I've been kind of been on this train since Paul George went down. I've noticed it over the last few weeks. Kawhi Leonard has put that cape back on. And now. Y'all must have forgot. Yeah. You, listen, when Kawhi starts dropping 25 and 15, he's putting that cape back on. And um, this is honestly, this is probably the perfect matchup for them. Because look at it this way. If they can get through this one. If they can get through this one, they get more than likely uh, the Nuggets in the second round. And at that point, too, now Paul George has even a little bit more time. If he isn't back already, he'll be feeling a little bit better. Um, they ain't getting to the second round, bro. I, I think they get him. I think they get him. They're think, getting swept. No, no, not, not. I, listen, listen. It's a wrap. <laughs> I'm going to come back on. <laughs> We're going to come back on in May yo, <laughs> and look. see where we're at. <laughs> the Suns, 12 and 8 from the time that they made the KD trade. But the Suns are 8 and 0 in games that KD has played with the big three. Him, okay. Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. They're scoring 116 points per game. No Paul George, I think, is massive because that's another guy that you could throw at KD. That's another guy that you could throw at. He's very versatile. Sure, yeah, you switches. You could throw him at all those guys, yeah. switches. And he's also, and I've been on record many times saying how for every 30-point game that Paul George has, he has a three for 20 from the field. 1,000%. Not even <laughs> a question. There's a ton of like seven for 26 from the field. And they're like, yo, bro, you just had 35. He has, he has horrible shot selection and that's kind of to my point as far as him putting that cape on Kawhi doesn't take bad shots yo ever he does not take bad <laughs> shots every shot that he takes you're like he might have missed but I'm living with I'm living with that shot yeah Paul George even if he comes back now if he comes back and he's you know kind of fitting back in I think I think it's I think now is the time it's now or never for the Clippers for because this is the reason that they went out and got Kawhi Leonard is for him to put this cape on. When he got there, it was like, I got Paul George. And so he kind of has like taken a little bit, not necessarily a back seat, but kind of has shared the burden. Now the burden is 100% on him. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook, you know, he ain't going to have but so many more bites of the apple as well. So it's like, I don't, I wouldn't, I definitely not calling no sweep. I'll tell you that. Yo, you got the KD and Russ dynamic See? too. See? Like, Ooh, okay. you know what I'm saying? All right, so they're losing in five. <laughs> Gentlemen sweep. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen they losing in five. Dude, I just find it so hard to believe that now Chris Paul, Chris Paul and Booker, the perfect guy to play with them is Durant. Yeah. And he's with them. And yeah. they got Aiden. Shout out to our boy Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. dedicated a whole segment to him saying how many guys in the NBA could go to a spot and just drop 30. Yeah. And you were saying, you brought up hell of a hell of a point about how Teams run sets for you, and 
you got to know your role and shut your mouth like The Rock said. You're not going to get 25 shots here. You're going to get six. Maybe eight. (laughs) Yeah, but if we give you 20 shots, you can go out and get 30, and he's been killing it with the Nets. It's not that hard. I'm I'm trying to tell you. If you're drawing up plays for you, yeah. The second we start running sets for me, and you're saying these are your 20 shots, if you cannot average 20 a game, you aren't good. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not saying you're trash, but it's just as a coach, like, you have to understand that these these guys are being, you know, sets are being run for them over and over again. Come down, run this hammer again. Come down, run this again. Run this Iverson cross again. Like, over and over again, when that happens, like, come on, man. It's not that hard. It's not as hard as people think. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys in the NBA that are good enough, but maybe they aren't as marketable. Maybe they aren't as attractive. You know I mean, maybe they didn't have as big a name that they've already built up. Um, you know, it, it really just comes down to opportunity. You get the opportunity, it's up to you to make the most of it. Do you have the Clippers winning this? I think that's crazy, bro. <laughs> I think that's crazier than me calling a sweep. You, I'll hey, be honest. You know what? You know what? I do. Dude, and, and when I tell about you. Their, so the Suns are the favorite to win the West. And that is incorrect. I, I will say this. Kawhi Leonard is going to bother Kevin Durant. Totally agree with you. And when that happens, now, okay, if KD, KD's still getting his 20 shots, right? He's still going to get his 20. But now, maybe he averages 25 for the series. Okay. Eight or nine of those shots were bad shots. They led the, led the buckets the other way. Transition, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, so... If he's going to average 24 to 25 for the series, if Kawhi Leonard puts on the cape like I'm thinking he is, he's going to average about 33. So I'm already plus eight on my matchup. I'm already up. You know what I'm saying? And all my shots was good shots. I didn't take a whole bunch of bad shots. I went, you know, maybe 12, 14 for 20. Okay. (laughs) Plus going to the line. Um, Now you start to pull it back and you say, okay, well, we got a a, uh, uh, engaged Russell Westbrook. So now I'm bothering Chris Paul. So, okay, so now you're not getting into your sets as clean as you would have liked. You're getting, you're getting your shots up later in the shot clock. You're not getting as many good opportunities, good looks. All that stuff, when, it's, when you really look at a playoff series and you start going game by game, where are you winning little battles? Because those little battles end up building out to the war. So, I mean, for me, I think, now I'm not saying they're going to win this thing easily. I think that it goes six or seven. Wow. But, uh, but I, don't, I don't see it. Be, and, and if it goes six, now, okay, where's Paul George? Is Paul George back now? Is that another body that we can throw into it? You know what I mean? Maybe he gives us 15 in, a, in, a, in an emotional boost. You know what I mean? Maybe it was 2-2. Paul George come back, we win. We're up 3-2. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you know what I mean? You just got to gotta pull it. If you pull it apart, you really pull it apart. You look, you're looking at the Clippers. You're thinking that they don't have enough. But Zubats? Zubats nah, they definitely solid. got depth. And that was a big thing for me coming into the year. I was very high on the Clippers. I think my NBA Finals matchup was Clippers-Bucks. That's not a bad one. Which is still live. That's actually not a bad one. It's still live. Sure. And a lot of that had to do with how much depth that they had. Yes. They don't have no bigs, though. That was was always my biggest issue with them. Before we move on from this series, I just want to ask you this question because I've been hearing it a lot lately. With the emergence of SGA in Oklahoma City. Yeah. I think he probably makes All-NBA. Not first team, but, like, he'll be an All-NBA guy. Sure. I mean, dude, I think you can make a case for him being, like, one of the most valuable players in the league. Not a question. 
the Clippers traded him to get Paul George. And everyone nitpicks at that because of what SGA has turned into. I don't necessarily agree because you trading him away to get Paul George also got you Kawhi. Yes. Because Kawhi ain't going there. Paul George ain't going there. Yes. So if I'm, if I'm a team, right, let's just say I'm the New York Giants. Okay. We're switching sports. Yeah, okay. we're switching sports. <laughs> so I can hit home. Say I'm the New York Giants and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are free agents. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson is a restricted free agent, which means you got to give up an asset in order to get him. Sure. Right. And Jamar Chase is like, yo, I'll sign with you, but you got to bring me Justin. Sure. And Minnesota wants your number one pick and your number one pick next year, but you get both of us. I'm giving them up. That's and not, I'm that's... not looking, and I don't care if those two picks turn into something great magical. Yeah. It's like, yo, the only reason why I was able to get Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase is because, is because I gave it up. I gave it up to get both of them to come. Yes. And yes. that's what the SGA trade was. Yeah. Well, you can't look at it as, yo, they gave up Paul George and they got SGA. It's like, nah, bro. SGA led to Kawhi and Paul George, which I would do. Is yep. basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I mean, to your point, in a vacuum, you can't look at it like, oh, well, this was that, right? Yeah. You have to look at it from a from a God's lens and see the whole thing. Yeah, because it's whole not thing A and B player. It's A and B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Like, there's more shit that gets that, compiled that led, into that led into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, think about it. You know, you get Kawhi, okay, and then does, does John Wall go there? No, okay, he doesn't come there now. But now that he did, now you trade, you make that trade, and you end up getting Russell Westbrook back. Like, it's all, it's, it's. I mean, and we've talked about, you know, just trades and different things when you kind of pull them back and things that didn't happen, moves that didn't happen, that reshaped the entire league. You know what I mean? We, uh, I know that, you know, before we get off topic, I know that we, you know, we talked about uh, what if Tim Duncan goes to the Orlando Magic? What does that do to the league for the next 20 years? Just that one move, him staying in San Antonio, now San Antonio becomes a dynasty, becomes something. They, they grow that out off of just him staying. But if he goes to Orlando, we look at Tracy McGrady differently. Now Tracy McGrady's a first ballot hall. I mean, he still was, but like, what does that do for his career? Does he ever go to Houston and do something with Yao Ming? Like, it's, it's, it's really, you know what I mean? To your point, trades and non-trades, really, they really change the landscape of the whole league. Dude, think of if Drew Brees ever went to the Dolphins. Yeah, or stays with the stays with the Chargers. Yeah, if doesn't he goes, go to the Saints. But if he goes to the Dolphins now, is Brady and Belichick as dominant because they have an elite quarterback? Because the longest for the longest time in the AFC West, uh, AFC, AFC East, East, yeah, it was yeah you know, dog who, food. Who's who are, who are these quarterbacks? Dog food. Yeah, J Tom Brady, and even when he went to Tampa, Tom Brady had the easiest ride. Of any quarterback in terms of divisional opponents. Oh, without question. For the entire like for the entirety of his career, like outside of a, a Jets herpes flare up or, you know, like or the Dolphins being hot for like a year or the Wildcat, Jets. Wildcat when they brought the Wildcat yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they were trash. They were trash. The Jets were trash. The Bills were god awful. So like, come on, man. He had a uh, that's not taking anything away from his shine because he beat everybody else. But like to have six games a year where you're like, we good. <laughs> Every season? Yo, one of the best videos ever was when that Dolphins team won the division. 
coach's name was Tony Sperano. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Tony yeah. Sperano was Tony the coach. Tony Sperano, yeah. <laughs> Belichick is having a team meeting. And Tony Sperano's like, we won the division. This division goes through us. And he just paused it. He goes, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, guys. What are we doing? And that was his pep talk to his team. Like, bro, this guy's hammered right now, giving a speech to his team, saying oh, it runs through us. And we've been dog fucking destroying these teams for <laughs> two decades. Oh, man. Tony Sperano. Shouts to him. Uh, so you got Clippers going through? I got Clippers. I got Clippers in six or seven. I disagree. I got. I understand. I got. Suns and I'm gonna go Suns in five. You swung me a little bit. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> not enough. But not enough. But yeah, but, yeah. but from, you're from giving a game or two. Yeah, you're yeah, giving yeah. a game or two. Okay. Enough with the West, Eastern Conference. I do feel like these series we're gonna spend less time on. Yeah, yeah. These are a little bit more cut and dry. That's the fair, East, right? the East, the East is definitely a little bit. You know, there's some surprises, but it's definitely a little more cut and dry. Though I'm gonna say best for last, my team. Okay. I do think that's the most compelling series in the East. I got some stuff for you on that one, yeah, too. Yeah, I love it. It better be nice stuff. Oh, you, come on, man. The garden. I want the garden <laughs> rocking. I want it rocking. All right. Let's start with Brooklyn and the Sixers. This one, I also could see it being a sort of coronation for Joel Embiid, where people are going to look at this series and say, you know what, man? He's a hundred percent the MVP. I don't see how Brooklyn has anything that they could do to stop him from getting 40 and 20 every night. If he really wanted to, he's really locked in. I think all these years of him hearing about, Oh, he doesn't take his, his fitness and his conditioning that seriously. Yeah. And he seems to be a little goofy off the core <laughs> where he, you know, like he likes to have fun. Sure. But the biggest troll in the NBA. Without a doubt. Yeah. One of my favorite things about him. <laughs> I just don't think that the Nets have enough firepower to match with the Sixers across the board. I, I think you're right. Um, however, I think that uh, the Nets have shown in these past, you know, what is it, two months since the, uh, the trade deadline that they're... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not going to just go quietly into the night. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they're going to... They're scrappy. They're, they're definitely scrappy and they have this, you know, nobody believed in us. God did mentality a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they are going to give it, give it a good shot. I don't think they're going to get run out of the series. I think it, I think it goes six. 
I think they win two. I don't know where they win their two, but I, I think they win two. I'll tell you this about Brooklyn. When they played the Celtics and they got swept. Mm. Was that last year? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was last year, year right? That was last year. The Celtics, With KD, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. The Celtics were up 2-0 and they were going into Boston. They were going into Brooklyn and the Celtics were a five-point underdog. And I remember I money-lined the Celtics. I bet big on them to cover also. Yeah. And my breakdown was, bro, there's no fans in Brooklyn. There's no home court advantage. That's fair. Boston is essentially down the road. Yeah. Proximity-wise. Sure. It was like 75-25 Celtics to Nets fans. Ooh. It's going to be awfully similar With to the Sixers. The Sixers, yeah. Wow. So I don't think Brooklyn's going to have a home court advantage. And you don't have stars now. You have no stars. Yeah, you know I mean, at least then you had stars. You could still pull some pull from star power, but and that that's even more to the point where yeah. last year you had Kyrie and KD. People ben, still weren't showing ben up. Ben Simmons, kind of maybe. Never. You never had Ben Simmons. <laughs> Fleeced you for Harden. That's what they did. Ooh, we have that dynamic too. I just realized. Shiny toy. Yeah, the Harden dynamic, which was so unfortunate, man. Dude just was. It's true. It's true, too. Because they, it's so wild what happened in Brooklyn, bro. Like, you look back at it, and I know I've seen memes of a 30 for 30 to be done <laughs> on the stint between those three guys. Like, yo, you had the three best scorers, arguably. In the league. At the same time. At the same time. In their prime. And couldn't do anything with it. And I think already <laughs> uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Bridges have played more together than those three guys did That's since the trade. It's wild what went down, bro. It's really wild. The injuries were always at the worst time. Very, very Right true. at the playoffs. Yeah. And then even this year, like, bro, we, the first show we did together, we ruined the yeah. Nets. Yes, we did. We ruined the Nets because yes, we came we on the show. We were talking. We were doing like a quarterly recap or like 30 <laughs> games in. And we were talking. And I, I turned to you. I'm like, yo, bro, you know what I was looking at a couple weeks ago? Durant was like 30 to 1 to win MVP. And I was like, I kind of like those odds. And quietly, they just won like 12 games in a row. I know those guys are out, but they'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> they were back. <laughs> they, they never came out. back. They never came back. Oh, my God. And it's crazy. Like, bro, they, they dead ass won 12 games in a row. They were beating teams, like good teams, too. It wasn't yep. like they were being, no offense, the Wizards. But <laughs> it is what it is. It is <laughs> they're, what it just, is. Uh, they're just a punch back now. That's it. That's it. <laughs> The Wizards have always been my analogy, bro. That's <laughs> what like, you always you know, say. Tuesday, Tuesday in Washington, it matters to me for MVP, not your Wizards. <laughs> um, no, uh, to, to your point, um, as far as the 30 for 30, would you rather see a Nets 30 for 30 with KD, Harden, and, and Kyrie? Or would you rather see an OKC 30 for 30 with Kyrie? Oh, excuse me, with KD, James Harden, and Russ? Which one would you rather see? Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. The OKC one is so wild. I think there's a lot of backstory with that one. Too. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. And even Oklahoma City's viewpoint of it, because remember, this was still where having a big mattered. Yeah. Because the decision was Ibaka or Harden. They didn't have an Ibaka. They said, we have Russ. Maybe we could afford to get rid of Harden and not have to pay him. Aged terribly. Man. But. Imagine if they could have kept that together. But hold on. Counter. Yeah. As I just <laughs> spot a loogie on the table. Here. I'm definitely going to have to clean that one, fellas. I apologize. 
does Harden become the Harden that he is without moving on to Houston? And that's those are those are questions again, like we talked about, right? It's hard for you to have these like woulda, coulda, shouldas because there's so much that so goes layers. into it. Well, well, and then to right to that point, does Russ become Russ without KD moving on? Because remember, Russ because like Russ went bananas the second KD left. He was always good, but then it was like, oh no, he's top five in the league. Good. Yeah. I don't know. Because remember, Kevin Durant was always like big brother. Like he always was kind of positioned as the, and he the always one. he always never needed the he never needed the ball too. Yeah. He kind of was able to just do his thing. Like, bro, his his Twitter bio is like, I do me and I chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah. the most laid-back dude. He's happy with getting his 15 shots. He shoots at a high percentage, too. He's very efficient. Yeah. And that's it. He's not a ball hog. He never was. That's why that dynamic not working out, like you said, the backstory. There had to be more to it. There's, there's, you don't break that up unless there's some crazy shit going on three, behind the scenes. Three MVPs yeah. that you drafted homegrown, that's just... Shout out to Stan Preston. <laughs> so... To, to put a bow on this series, I do feel like we spent more talking about storylines that have nothing to do with these two teams. Yeah. Kind of tells you how we feel about this series. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's the Sixers in five. Yeah, and that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, look, again, to, to you uh, mentioning the, uh, the Harden component, I think James, James plays well. I think he plays well. We already know what we're getting from Embiid. Um, I don't know if the Nets have enough. But I am interested to see if they at least make the games competitive and interesting. Dude, James Harden got a lot of pressure on him. Ton of pressure. He's historically had a lot of duds in the playoffs. That's, a lot of no-shows. That's, that's fair, too. And it's going to come down to him again. Because you know what Embiid's going to do? He's a mismatch, I think, against everyone in the East that he's going to run into. I don't think anyone has anything to stop him. Yeah. It's going to come down to James Harden. And in big spots in the playoffs. Time and time again. And this is coming from someone that lost a lot of money <laughs> on the Rockets time and time again. He just goes ghost. He lets his team down. And now he's no longer that guy that he once was. Yeah. Now you have someone to defer to in Embiid. Yeah. Where we could run the offense to you. So we'll see. I got them winning in five, though. Yep, yep. Celtics Hawks? No. No, like, I, I, you know what? I will say the one thing. I'm surprised that the, Atlanta got through. I think if you're a Celtics fan, you're hyped that Atlanta got through because Miami is always Miami's annoying, bro. They got enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like certain teams just have enough and they just have your number or yeah. they just maybe not have your number is the right term, but they're not intimidated by you. They it comes down to the wire with them. Yeah. They play you tough. Like, they've matched up a lot over the last couple of years. In yeah. the bubble, they matched up also. Yeah. So it happens where you're just familiar with one another. Where this one... Not as familiar. Yeah. Um, I think that the uh, the youth that the Hawks possess can at least make it interesting. They can get up and down. Um, I also think something to keep in mind, especially as the playoffs roll uh, roll along, the, um, the coaching situation in Boston. This is also... He's a rookie coach. So... How does he do with matchups and, and you know, in-game adjustments and those things as well? So it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I, I think, I, I mean, I, look, I think the Celtics should win it just because they have the far superior, you know, roster. But, um, you know, there's something to be said about Trey 
going Trey. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what Marcus Smart does. You know what I like about him? He don't give a fuck where he's playing. No, no, not at all. Ever since that stuff that went down in New York where yeah. the fans were, like, spitting on him and yeah. shit and doing all that craziness, it's like, yo, he, he loves being a villain, wrestling heel. Yeah. He loves that shit. And Boston, I mean, we know about Boston. They're going to give it to him. Yeah, I mean, listen, you better love being a heel with your hair looking like that. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something. Hey, man, <laughs> I, they kind of underachieved this year. Oh, I expected a lot more from them. I did as well. I did as well, especially with the trade um, for Murray. Yeah, 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 thousand percent. I thought that they would do something. I thought that they were a top four seed in the East this year, um, but they've they've really messed with John Collins' head. I don't know what they're doing or why. They I mean, dude it. is in a trade package. Every, a hypothetical. He, he's the new CJ McCollum. Remember we were talking about CJ a couple yeah. episodes ago? Yeah. John Collins, every trade to bring in a big name is John Collins. All right, John Collins and John Collins and But uh, but then but then they don't they don't work with John Collins. They don't actually out there let him out there, you know, put highlights out there and those kinds of things. It's it's upsetting. It's a little frustrating, but um look, the Hawks, the Hawks they they were just in the conference finals what, 2 years ago? So, yeah. you know, they have a little bit of playoff experience, you know, with that core. Um, obviously, you know, Murray notwithstanding, but um, uh, you could make a case for them to go for this to go six. I could see that, especially from the coaching standpoint with the Celtics. He could make a late game mistake that costs him a game. You know, what I mean, I could I could easily see that as well. But don't you think that's negated from how much of an experienced roster he has in Boston? You would you would think you would hope for sure. You know, what I mean, but but look, those those adjustments, those mistakes not calling a timeout to stop a run, you know, just little things. Um, everything in the playoffs is magnified. Every possession. Like, literally, like, it was so interesting. So when, um, when uh, my brother was on the Raptors and they played the Sixers, who eventually went on to win the, the conference that year, um, literally, we were going moment to moment. You know what I mean? Like, there were minutes in those games where it's like, that's going to show out in the fourth quarter. Like, that little burst in the second quarter, it matters. Now, granted, that was a different basketball. It's, you know what I mean, in terms of threes and different things. But, you know, I feel like the up and down pace of today's era does help to negate that a little bit. But in the playoffs, they still don't call fouls as much. Fouls aren't as easy. So when you talk about Harden not, you know, performing in the playoffs, Harden, by and large, needed a lot of free throws. So if I'm not getting to the line 15 times, I'm getting to line eight now. My points are coming down. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm throwing my hands up or being upset every chance, you know, every time I get contact. That little stuff, it matters. And in the playoffs, that stuff, it, it, especially over the course of a series, there's so many different storylines in series. And so. I like what you said about calling the timeouts. I immediately envision Greg Popovich, where he'll, he'll, make, he'll call timeout and then sub everyone off the floor. <laughs> hey, yo, we're not having this. We're not doing this. That's immediately the first thing that came to mind. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know, though, because I feel like the Celtics, even though they're still young guys, bro, Tatum's been in the league now for a minute. Yeah. He's still a young guy. Like, he's one of the top trade assets if you're making a list of, like, untradeable players. He's still up there, but he's been in the league, like, six years. Yeah, he's probably 25. Yeah. That's crazy. But I do think that roster is still experienced enough to maybe be able to combat the having the inexperienced coach. But, like, bro, let's not forget – when they went to the finals, 
they also had a young head coach also. That's that's fair. He may he may hadn't done anything either. He that was, was his first, that was his first year too. Yeah. So no, that's that's fair. I think they have a good thing in Boston where he's not coaching the Kings. Yeah. No playoff experience, no real savvy grizzled vet that is your go-to scorer. Yeah. So I think that's why the coaching to me doesn't matter that much. And I like I like Snyder on the other side. Yeah. If I was him, I probably would have waited a little longer to see what other positions would have opened up because, you know, some guys are going to get fired. Uh, that's still that's a good spot, especially if they figure out John Collins. If they figure that out, if he can figure that out and get him back to playing at an all-star level, that team, it should be a top-four team in the, in the East for sure. Celtics in five. Five. That one, that one I see Celtics. I'm with that. Maybe they go out partying the night before game three in Atlanta. And lose one, yeah. Lose that one. Em- emotions in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think Atlanta gets one for sure. I want to say real quick before we talk about the Knicks, my favorite spot to bet in the NBA playoffs, be on the lookout in the event that we're not recording in between these <laughs> games. When a team is down 0-2, coming home for game three, Money line first half. Okay. The reasoning. Crowd is into it. It's the first playoff game. Sort of a must win. Definitely must it's, win. It's definitely must win if you want any hope of winning the series. Yeah. Referees tend to not call those fouls that they were on the road. Seen it time and time again. Yeah. I'm not someone that thinks that games are rigged or corrupted, but... I think some Timberwolves fans <laughs> yesterday and some people that are in that camp of, yo, I don't gamble because that shit is rigged. Them referees are making some calls for the Lakers, bro. So that's why that spot, game three, when a team is down 0-2 and they're coming home, they're in their arena, they're in their hometown, they got their fans fired up. They might lose the game. Yeah. But, man, I've been doing this the last couple of years and – at first, I used to take the point spread, but the books caught up. So now I just take a money line. Mm. Just take them to be winning in the first half. And it is a very, very profitable proposition. This is why this is the best sports betting vibe today. Let's go, man. I understand. That's, that, that right there Send is Send an a, invoice. I'm going to pay that shit. That's a master class <laughs> right there. That's master class work right there. That's good stuff. It's a that's good, it's that's a, a good bet. It's, it makes sense, though. I love betting NBA playoffs. I really do. Because... Guess what? Giannis is playing 48 minutes, bro. He's playing like LeBron yesterday. Tatum wrote on his, on his Instagram. He's like, bro, go to bed. You played 43 minutes. Like, why are you on Instagram? <laughs> it's like, yo, now it's... This is it. We're not, we're not resting for tomorrow. We have days off in between. You'll get your rest then. But this is why we're here. So you know that unless there's a blowout, which always messes up the handicap, but you know Embiid's going to play 40-plus minutes. You know Giannis is going to play 40-plus minutes. All these guys that matter are going to play big minutes. So that's why I love betting the NBA playoffs. And I'll be more active with giving out picks and talking about picks yeah. for the NBA playoffs. I don't like the NBA regular season. I probably made like six bets in the NBA regular season. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, do, I don't like it. And and two of them were after Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell had the 70-point games. The next game, I took their unders because it was overinflated from what their regular season line would be. Yeah. And both of them went, went under. Things like that. Those are the spots that I target. Mm. Let's end with the Knicks and the Cavs. Okay. I think the most compelling series. I would have loved if Julius Randle was fully healthy. 
I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue because he's versatile enough to be able to do things to Mobley and Allen, the two big bodies that Cleveland has down there. Yeah. This matchup between the Cavs and the Knicks got two guys in it that completely changed the perception of their franchises in one season. Yes. Yeah, well, and look, and also two guys that by and large could have been interchangeable. Jalen Brunson could have gone to Cleveland. Yeah, and, and Mitchell, Mitchell was like booked to come to the Knicks for the last two years. Listen. He was at every Met game throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> Everyone, myself included, wanted Donovan Spider-Mitchell to go to the Garden. But I'm, I'm really happy for the Knicks fans, you know, because Jalen Brunson worked out. I did not see that. I did not foresee that at all. Look, no one did. And I think any Knicks fan would tell you that obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. We'd all take Mitchell, bro. Yeah. But now, dude, Jalen Brunson is the king of New York <laughs> across all sports. Thousand percent. You're the point guard of the Knicks and you're not trash. And you've surpassed expectations and you've made us be a team that's not in the playing game, which was a win for the Knicks also. Yeah. You are the king of New York. And it's so fascinating to me, that matchup between Mitchell and Brunson in the backcourt. The entire perception of both of these franchises changed in one year. And I think I've been saying it all along because people are asking me about how I feel about the Knicks and the Cavs matchup. Yeah. I think that both teams are happy with the matchup that they got as opposed to playing Boston in the first round or playing Philly in the, in the first round or Milwaukee. You have a matchup where I think it's a, it's a true coin flip, the series. That's fair. I think the home crowd for New York is going to be massive in their favor. When they do play at home, I should say, because they don't have home court advantage. But I think Randall might be the X factor, good or bad, whether he's playing or not. And, and also the last thing, I've never, I don't think I've seen a Knicks team this deep with guys that I trust can actually be productive and score. Yeah. I think um, the, the fact that Randall went down and then what Obi Toppin has done. I like this. I think that that actually has helped you guys so much because the biggest thing with Obi Toppin has been literally just the opportunity, as we talked about before, with opportunity. Obi Toppin was player of the year in college. Like, he can play, but he just needs opportunities to do so. So now, okay, we got Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin has been dropping 30. Now, granted, they haven't been winning, but, you know, he's been dropping 30. Quickly's been dropping 30. Freaking, um, Add him uh, to the case study, bro. If like, you get a chance to play and run plays for you, you can go out there and go bananas. It's not as hard as people think to get these points. It's really just I don't have to shoot. like Because especially now, guys shoot with an infinite green light. You know, 20 years ago. Everybody on their J.R. Smith shit. I only have. I can shoot from this spot. To this spot. If I shoot over here, I'm coming out. <laughs> like, not a question. Like, like literally, there were players that played with my brother. Like, if he shot over here, and that's not where we want the ball to go up from, he's Yo, coming out. for real? Yes. I'm not going to mention no names, but, yeah, there's plenty of guys. Like, like that was the way the NBA was, was, was built. It was built off of areas. It was built off of sets. And if you did something that went rogue against what we're doing, and you ain't like hot, hot, you're coming out. So, you know, wow. that was that was the way the league was built. So now with So having, even if you sorry, I'm no, fascinated by this. So obviously if a center 
back in the day pulled up from three, it's probably getting yanked. Oh, get him out. But you're also saying just your shooter if he's yeah. not shooting from his yeah, yeah. like a three. Because remember, there you know there wasn't so much position flex. It wasn't so much fluidity. Like, oh yeah, you're just a basketball player. Like, no fool, these are your spots. <laughs> like Jordan, he's got the full spectrum. Yeah. He can shoot wherever he wants. Reggie Miller, I can shoot wherever I want. But Steve other Novak, guys, you got the corners and that's maybe your, dead center. That's your spot. Otherwise, <laughs> you better be butt naked, unguarded. A mistake was made. <laughs> but if you shoot and you miss, even if you make. You still will come out like they had Damn. they had real red zones. So it's like when people talk about how how much the game is better or whatever, you know, I wouldn't say that it is. But there are aspects of it like, OK, yeah, it is much easier to showcase your talent because I'm able to come in and just go to work. Like you're going to let me just go cook. OK, cool. Then it's just how much how much runway are you giving me? You know what I mean? So Obi Toppin, back to my point of Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin showcasing that, hey, Tom Thibodeau, you can trust me with minutes. Now I don't have to necessarily say, Julius Randle, go get me 40 minutes, go get me 35. Julius Randle, maybe give me 28, and I'll bring Obi Toppin in for 20 now. And That's that- why I was talking about the depth for the Knicks. This is the first time in a very long time, or at least that I can remember that the second, unit come, the second unit comes on, and it's not a drop-off. It's not, damn, this team's going to go on a 15-2 <laughs> run yeah. now against yeah. us. You have guys, and dude, telling you, and, and now that the Knicks are going to be on national television with it being in the playoffs, if they're playing in the Garden and quickly quickly gets going, Yeah, it is compelling television. It's must-see television. Knicks fans love IQ. I, I love him, too. He's, I do, he, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. But when he gets going, bro, it, you're talking about, like, Build the statue. They go <laughs> ballistic for him. And then when Obi's catching the dunks, oh, forget it. If it's an alley that, yeah, 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 that yeah. quickly throws to him, dude, it's unbelievable. Different. It's different. I mean, unbelievable. look, the Knicks right now, um, I think that this is, this is definitely their year to make a run. Um, do I think they could get past the Bucks potentially? I think they could, they could definitely give the Bucks a solid run. You know what I mean? I think it's going to come down to, obviously, they got to get through the first round, and this is not going to be an easy matchup. But I do think the Knicks get this. I think the Knicks win this in six or seven. Um, uh, they've, they've, by and large, played very well against the Cavs. They've blown the Cavs out a few times, um, you know, with and without Julius Randle. I think that they can, we'll see. Tom Thibodeau, again, great coach. You know, who, who is even the coach of the Cavs right now? I don't even know. You looking it up? Okay. I'm looking it up, yeah. <laughs> you don't know either. I don't know but, either. But you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tom Thibodeau, he's been in these situations. JB Bickerstaff. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. He's Bern- it's Bernie's boy. We'll see. We'll see. Some of these coaches, you know, there's there's certain aspects of the game that go above and beyond, you know, who's on the court. And coaching, it you think it doesn't matter, but it does. You know, setting up, set, you know, setting your, your practice plan, setting all that stuff, getting your players to buy in to a playoff role because now people's roles are shifting. Like, hey, look, I don't need you to get buckets. I need you to make this guy work. This is your role for the series. You know what I mean? Like, he, if he scores 20, I need it to be the ugliest 20 that we can find. All that kind of stuff, it, it, you don't, you know, it, you, when you really look at it, um, it, it really comes down to, all the little things. The little things at this time of year matter so much more. Who do you got winning this series? 
I, I think, like I said, I think the Knicks in six, Knicks in six, Knicks in seven. I think uh, the Knicks get it done. Are you just MSG. trying to be nice? No, no. Listen, <laughs> I am a Knicks supporter. You know what I mean? Jerome played on the Knicks for a year. You know, got a trade kicker to go to New York, 10 mil. We ain't got no problems with New York. <laughs> None. None. I lived in Rybrook with Jerome right by the practice facility. I will be a Knicks supporter for, for the rest now. I, That's such I, a great perspective. Like, <laughs> yo, they, they, they legit paid the bills. <laughs> That's Isaiah Thomas. Me and Isaiah ain't got no issues. No issues at all. Isaiah been getting some heat. Isaiah be bringing heat on himself. Yeah, that's he a does. fact. He does. But he, he's also had some good points, too. Like, the stuff about the CBA and, you know, the NBA basically riding in and stealing the CBA and turning it into G, the G League. And he's he's had some good good stuff come out of uh, his stuff that he did on All the Smoke. So, um, shout out to Isaiah Thomas. If you had to pick the finals right now, mm. what would you pick? Oh, my goodness. I'm uh, picking the Knicks to win this series, too. I, I, I just thought. I actually do think that they could win this series. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, they it's have not, a, It's not just a homer pick. I think, I think Cleveland's best five is better than the Knicks. Okay. Best five. But I think the Knicks six through nine is better it's than what Cleveland By is. far better yeah. than Cleveland. They might have the best bench in the playoffs. Not look, listen, you can get and that's 60, huge. You can get 60 points out of two dudes on your bench. Stop. Yeah. Who else in the league has that? Yeah, really, no. truthfully, who else in the league has that? Like where you're, you know what I mean? Where you're outside of uh the Sixers with Maxi, like Maxi can go give you 30. You know what I mean? Yeah, like teams have one guy, not two or three. They have two or three. Yeah. So it, it all comes down to again opportunities. Um, but no, go ahead. Go ahead uh, about Finals prediction. Milwaukee out the East. Okay. I think I'm like overly confident in that, dude. I think the only thing that could beat them is injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, duh, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but them in particular, if something happens to Middleton, Drew, I think that could be an issue. But Milwaukee, I think, is coming out the East. They're the one seed. I got the Suns, bro. I know sticking it's not. With the Suns. I'm sticking with the Suns. You can get plus 600 on that to be the finals right now if you parlay the winner of the East and the winner of the West. I think it should be lower. I think. And it's the favorite, too. It's the favorite to be the finals, and you get plus, plus 600. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I, uh, man, the, the, the West is, like I said, the West is the Hunger Games right now. I, um, I think I'm going to go with you with the Bucks. It's either going to be Bucks or Celtics. I don't think the Sixers get there, um, although they, they need to be going for broke to do it. Um, I, think it I think it's going to be the Bucks. The West. Well, the Bucks are not going to be tested until the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I, I, think, I think they're going to have their little battles. I don't think they'll be in wars. I don't think they're going to go to seven. But I could see them going to six. I could see them, you know, if the Knicks get through the first round, I could see the Knicks taking them to six. Because, you know what I mean, the Garden's going to win one game by itself. You know, just certain things. I think that they're going to have, they're going to have their moments to show that they're a championship team. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, there ain't going to be no duck walk. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely going to, to have 
to have to show that they're they're the best team in the in the in the conference. Um, but I think I think they come out of the East. Uh, as far as the West, the West, you know, one, two, three. I don't think any either of them go. Um, so it really comes down to the Clippers. Isn't the that Warriors crazy, bro? Yeah, that one, two, and three. I agree with you. No, I, I don't think I don't think the Grizzlies are ready. I think the Grizzlies are a little too hurt, um, and they had a little bit too much nonsense this year. So I think they get through that first round matchup with the Lakers, but after that, it starts to get a little dicey. You know what I mean? Because they would have to take, uh, they'd have to be playing um, the uh, the Warriors in round two, and just like last year in round two, I don't think that they they're gonna go anywhere. Um, so I I mean, for me, I think it's gonna be the Clippers or the Warriors, and it's gonna come down to Andrew Wiggins, and I'm gonna go with the Warriors. So I think Warriors Bucks, and that would be a crazy final. Plus eight twenty five to be the finals. Okay. Yeah, I think that's 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 what I see. You know what I could see being an outrageous one? Boston, L.A., Lakers. Oh, wow. wow. You, get the, you get that, that storyline again, right? Yeah. The two yeah. most accomplished franchises in the NBA. LeBron to win his fifth title against kind of his nemesis, too, in a way. He's had some wars with the, with with the, the Celtics Celts. throughout yeah. his career. Yeah. Wow, what what what's that one looking like? Twenty three to one. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a uh, man. That's not crazy. I will say that's not that's not insane. <laughs> could that happen? It very well could. Um, I think the Grizzlies get them, but you know, listen, I could see the Lakers beating them too. So that's a. Uh, I, I wish for the Grizzlies to beat them. So it's. A, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Nah, man, I, I I want the Lakers to kind of make a run. I think it'll be fun. No, I need I need more of this this MJ fuel. I need it. I need it in my life, Nick. Oh, so you think? Heck yeah, get him out two times. Shut up. I don't have nothing else to say to you. Like, stop talking. Stop. Stop with the debates. Just knock it off. Hey, man, if he gets five. Oh yeah, no. If he gets five conversations well well because his five was over such a long stretch you know what i'm saying like and then he had so many other wars what were we talking about earlier in the episode does duration play into your greatness i think i think it does it has to be it has to be a tip of the cap but uh i i do love um chris broussard on espn not on espn excuse me on fox he he had this he had this bit where he said the 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 Bulls had Jordan for eleven healthy seasons, because you remember he was he was hurt, he got he broke his foot and then and then the uh, the ninety four where he came back ninety four ninety five, in those eleven seasons, notwithstanding those other two, he won six championships. So it was only five years of Jordan not getting to the finals and winning. LeBron in Cleveland had eleven healthy seasons. He won one. So when you start to really look at their trajectory together, I mean, it's, it's insane what Jordan did. It's, it's literally stupid. So, but yeah, I need as much fuel as I need because these, these, these trolls, they just keep trying to harp on little things. And it's like, look, bro, he just lost with another top, top 10 dude in the league next to him. The, the cases are so compelling because my counter to that would be, well, Jordan in his first seven years and LeBron in his first seven years are nowhere near the same. Both didn't win finals. Yeah. LeBron got to the finals. 
LeBron was on a way worse team than Jordan was. Like, dude, the the wildest thing. Hold That's, on. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you finish. The wildest point. thing about the last dance, yeah, to me, was how loaded these Bulls teams were. Also, you felt like the Bulls teams with Dave Corzine and no, no, Craig no, 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 no. Hodges. Not not the early, not the early Bulls. Okay. I'm talking about the teams that won the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're talking about Pippen, second best player in the league. Close enough. Top 10. Top 10. Not a okay. question. So not he had a, a top 10 guy. He yeah. had the best coach in the league. Yes. He always had the, the best random white dude that just hit threes on his team. Always. Clutch threes and clutch buckets. DJ Armstrong as well. Ended up getting Ron Harper later on. Yeah, you had Horace Grant. Like you always had, he always had some load. He, he got the best Euro guy to come in and, and, Tony, Kukoc. and Tony. Yeah. So it's not like he was playing with trash. No, 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 no. He was not playing with trash and he had people that were the champions at their role. This is going to spiral into an MJ LeBron debate. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap up the show. Bro, we can wrap Cause up. I got to get a haircut and catch a flight, but we'll, <laughs> I'm down to have that too, man. Cause I, I'm, I'm pro LeBron for sure. Oh, good. good. So That's I think good. we could, we could have some goodies on a future episode later down the road. Dude, this was fun, man. I always love having you on. Uh, VM fans, you'll be getting more of Josh moving forward. He'll be popping in and out a little bit more frequently than what it's been. But uh, I like the flow of the show, man, every time you come on. And I know we've talked in the past, and I just want to give you your flowers here so the audience can hear it. That I love your content. We get along really well. We have good chemistry. And I would like for the people to go and check out your stuff, which is... The American Fan 365 on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter. I don't tweet, uh, but we got a Twitter. <laughs> uh, Facebook, everywhere, you know. Um, still building out the, uh, the Spotify and Apple, I, you know, Apple, Apple podcast uh, angle as well. But, uh, but just continuing to build it, you know, looking to, you know, I don't know. We'll see about some other things. But um, always love coming on your show, talking to the fan, talking to your fans. Um, you know, giving insight wherever I can and, uh, you know, keep rocking. You, you going home to New York, so I don't want to mess up your flight. When, when you flying out? Later tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah, going to get a haircut now and then gotta, I still got to pack. That sounds about right. Sounds about right, sounds right? Sounds about right. I'm, I'm not bringing my, Dude, one of the, the main goals was to not bring too much shit back. Like, I, I left a lot of things. Bringing, like, two pairs of jeans and two shirts that I want to wear. Besides that, like, I'm basically just a backpack. So my packing is not really bad. Yeah, it's underwear and, and a shirt. Yeah. Nah, but I have all that shit there. Yeah. I'm sure. Hey. VM fans, you can get next week's episode up now. Alan and I draft NFL Dream Teams. All the players are on rookie contracts. I would love to get your feedback on that one because I was really proud of that episode. It's on the Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. We'll catch you guys next time on VM. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com